0: Yesterday, we thought about our talents, our natural gifts, abilities, and opportunities. They are like a big bag of money that Jesus has entrusted us with. And we shouldn't use those talents to gloat, we shouldn't use them just to coast along in life, and we shouldn't simply hide them away. Instead, we should invest our talents. We should put them to work. We should press them into the service of the kingdom. Why? Well, as we'll see today, the reason that we're able to risk our talents is that we trust our master. When we get a vision for the kind of king that Jesus is, we start to become the outward-looking servants that he seeks. Let's recap the story from Matthew chapter 25. In Jesus' parable, one servant is given five talents and makes five more. Another is given two talents and he makes two more. The last servant is given one talent and and verse 18, he went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Uh, that phrase went off is loaded with meaning in Matthew chapter 25. It's the same verb as is used later to describe the judgment of the wicked. They go off, they are sent away. But, but here, before the lazy servant is ever sent away from God, he goes off of his own accord. Before anyone tells him to depart, he's already said, I'm going. Now, why does he want to take leave of his master? Why is he doing the opposite of what his master has told him to do? The big problem is his view of the master. Verse 24, Matthew 25, verse 24. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed, so I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. You read this and you just think, hard man? Really? He's been lavishing his slaves with millions of pounds. And to the servants who simply did what he asked them, He multiplies blessings exponentially to them. In verse 21, he says to the good servants, Well done, good and faithful servants. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Apparently, the millions he's already given them them are only a few things compared to the many things he has in store for them. This Lord is no grudging miser. He exalts slaves to thrones, making them rulers. And not simply rulers, they are intended for the life and love of this Lord entering into his joy. Come and share my happiness, he says. He doesn't just give them fabulous wealth, he gives them himself, raising them up to feast with him. To declare them good and faithful servants and to invite them to share in his life and in his happiness forevermore. Is he a hard man? Where on earth did this third servant get his view of the master from? It it just doesn't match reality. But actually, we are all invested in painting Jesus as a harsh taskmaster. It would really suit us to think of God like he's a heavenly legalist, because then we could quietly despise, despise and dismiss him. Then we could be justified in ignoring his kingdom purposes and keeping ourselves to ourselves. But if we think like that, then we would be like this servant. We will mistrust and disobey our master. And in the end, such servants get the master that they imagine. At the end of this story, the master treats the servant the way the servant had imagined the master to be. It's a case of, have it your way. You think I'm harsh? I'll show you harsh. You wanted to leave? Now I'll tell you to Go. But if you go from the Lord of light, where else will you end up but the outer darkness? If you haven't wanted to come and share the master's happiness, what else is there but weeping and gnashing of teeth? This is the truth about judgment, which we've seen time and again as we've traveled through the Bible. The way God judges people is by giving them what they have foolishly chosen. The servant has not wanted to be in on the master's kingdom purposes, so he finds himself outside the feast. Where did he go wrong? should be obvious, shouldn't it? It all turns on how we see the Lord. How do you see Jesus? Is he a hard man? Is he a harsh taskmaster? In the next chapter of Matthew, he tears apart bread and he says, This is my body. He pours out wine and he says, This is my blood. And on the cross, he is torn apart and poured out for wicked people like you and me. He gives his very self to the world in death and blood, and he rises up to lavish us with wealth and talents and an invitation to feast with him forever. As we see him truly, how can we not thrill to his invitation, come and share your master's happiness? That's the vision that creates good and faithful servants.